Welcome back to another Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. And I'm Matt. And how are we doing today, Matt? Good. Uh, I was just telling you, I got my new computer in finally, so I probably look a little different on here. It's a regular FaceTime camera, but shouldn't be having any more uh, tech issues, so I got to you know move all my files and stuff over to this computer. I have Final Cut Pro back, so I can start editing more, which will be good. Uh, so it's good. It's just um, busyness with the new puppy and the new computer, and it's good stuff. And then, obviously, a good episode of Andor. So. Yeah, so let's let's just get straight into this episode. This is um this is easily the best episode so far. Yeah. Without a doubt in my mind. Um I just love heist stories <laughs> in general. Like I love when characters are like talking about how they're going to break into the thing and then you see them breaking into the yeah. thing and then like all the obstacles that get in their way. Like I'm just such a sucker for that stuff. Gosh, I don't even know where to start. I mean like once again, the production quality of this show is absolutely insane. I mean, that special effects with, like, the light show is what it was at the end was yeah. ridiculous. Some yeah. of the best production quality I've ever seen, at least in, like, a Star Wars television series. So that really blew my mind. A lot of people died, like I thought. <laughs> so... There's stakes uh, in the show now. I'm like, now I'm, like, a little bit more invested because I'm like, okay, good. You're willing to kill people off. Yeah, poor, uh, rest in peace, Nemec. I, I felt bad for that kid. Yeah, yeah, some uh, some bummers of characters dying. Also that other British dude, the British black guy. I don't know what his Gorn? name is. Gorn? I forget. I liked him. No, 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 not, not Gorn, the other guy, the other oh. former Stormtrooper guy. I See, I don't know his names because I can't keep up with the character names in the show. Yeah, there's too many characters, but um, <laughs> him dying was a bummer. I liked him. Uh, but, like, yeah, let's, let's talk about it in general first, but then we, we can get to some specifics. I think... You're correct. The highlight of the season so far. I think it's an episode too late. They should have done this last episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are praising the slow moving nature of the show, which I don't mind either. It's just if you're going to have it slow moving, I think it needs to be more intentional and better character development with the characters that we have. There's too many characters so far. It's hard to keep up with them. I don't think the deaths that we saw in this past episode were as impactful as they could have been if we would have focused on some of those characters a little bit more. Now, that's not to say it was a bad episode. The, the death still felt some, somewhat impactful. I just don't think they had as much gravitas as they could have had. Um, and, sure. uh, but overall, very, very good episode. I was impressed with this. Um, I agree. Heist vibes are immaculate. The tension throughout the episode was very well done. The score throughout, was, was that was a big part of it, in my opinion. The visual effects in this were stunning. Set designs, incredible. Uh, yeah dude the sets were crazy good it felt obviously we get some tie fighter stuff so it felt very star wars there that was awesome so i mean overall i I think this like easily easily the best episode the only thing i would complain about is i i miss stellan (laughs) skarsgård put him put him in more episodes I mean, the the thing that made me laugh was the end everybody's memeing that moment at the end where he walks into the back room and he goes ah and like so there's so many like look up the memes to that dude yeah. because those were making me laugh so hard. They're pretty funny. Um but I, I will agree with you on that. Um I did miss him this episode. He's the he's still my favorite. I find him to be the most interesting. Thank God we didn't have to deal with whiny, sad little Cyril. Because <laughs> I'm like I'm so over that character. <laughs> Where he's Which like one? Cyril, the guy who was staring oh, out yeah. his window for the last okay. episode. Yeah, that was that was another thing that I was like, okay, what's going on? Uh 
<laughs> why was he even in the last two episodes? Like, what? Yeah. They, they didn't develop any of the other characters, which I'm not necessarily mad about. Like, I'm glad this was a long episode that really focused on the action, but it's still like they've left us on a cliffhanger with that guy. I'm sure they'll come to revisit it. It's just the way they're approaching that story is so bizarre to me. <laughs> it's it's just it feels overcrowded. It feels like there are too many characters sitting in one space and they can't decide which character they want to make the main focus. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I feel like Andor's getting lost. Like Cassian's getting lost in the slew of these other characters. Like the show is about him, but there are so many side characters that it's like pulling the attention away from like the title character who this show is named after. So it's like that kind of bothers me because then it confuses you as to be like, okay, who am I actually supposed to invest in? Not to say that any of the characters are bad, but it's like you're not focusing in on one enough to make me yeah. care. And and with that being said, I will say that the only character whose death got to me was Nemix because he had that moment with Andor in the beginning of the episode and he's like, ah, my faith isn't enough yeah. to ease my nerves. And so yeah, I, mean, I thought know- that like that worked because, you know, he's like the precious little young kid. Yeah, didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and we knew he's after dead. he said that it's like, yeah, he's definitely gone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But I well, also but think the- like with the character stuff, like to your point, I think one of the things they could they could do. And again, this is just like a minor critique of mine. So just to make the show a little bit better was you obviously have Cassian Andor, mm-hmm. uh, Luthen and Mon Mothma. We know they're going to be throughout this series right Mm -hmm. so we need to focus in on them then have a couple side characters that it's like all right we'll 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 develop them a little bit as we go along but i don't think they've done a great job of developing luthan enough or mon mothma even though we know their main characters it's like we're not spending enough time on them to really make them feel like they're a huge huge part of the show um and then well especially yeah and in in regards to that too like that's why having all these other characters that are coming in like it's hard to remember their names uh, it's hard to care about their backstories there's a million of them so it's mm-hmm. like focus in on just a couple of them you know and give us a little bit more to make us think hey they might be a main character through this whole thing and mm-hmm. then pull the rug out from under our feet in this in this next episode and then kill off a couple of them then that would be like oh boy what a bummer you know mm-hmm. um but that's just a minor critique in my opinion uh, it, it just like thinking back on the first three episodes it feels like forever ago and like <laughs> Yeah, Again, what happened to those It characters. feels like a long time ago. And That's also, like, that... I don't, they were, there's like one person, the serial guys, like from, from those episodes. Everyone else, no. So I'm just, I'm like, okay, that was weird that none of these people are co- coming back into the show, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it, it's bizarre. And I think that that, I, I didn't really, I didn't feel the weight of a lot of these character deaths nor did i find myself actually caring that they died except for nemic because he's like a baby and it always hurts to see like the young character die out of like the seasoned people who have been through this and to have like the young character die is like oh stabs you in the heart a little bit and i did not expect him to get crushed by the um money and so when that did happen uh side note you guys, there's no reaction video from me this week on episode six. I tried recording it with OBS, and then OBS was a little jerk and decided to shut down on me halfway through recording. I didn't know this, and I got done and realized that my reaction video was in shambles. So no episode six reaction, which is stupid. Tragic. And it's a bummer because this was a good episode to have a reaction to. So that's just the way life is, but that happened. But when Nemec got squished by the money that took me off guard 
because I knew he was going to die. I just didn't think he was going to die after they got out of danger. Yeah. And then, so when it comes in and it squishes him, like I actually had like a physical reaction to that. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, which was awful because death by money is yeah, not, not fun. But a cool <laughs> type fun. of death, I think, like creative at least. Like you think he, he's out of the woods, mm-hmm. wrong, he gets crushed, you know? So there was a lot of that. There was a lot of um, like very good heist episode like the tension the whole time i was like sitting on the edge of my seat like what's gonna happen that's what a show should feel like and there should there should be ele- more elements of that throughout that's that's one of my biggest things is like when i say there's not enough like stakes like i didn't there were stakes for this episode i'm like oh mm-hmm. who's gonna come out alive i know someone's gonna die who is that going to be um and so not knowing that is really tense and i think that's part of what made this episode really good like i we don't know how this is gonna end um, and it was just, it was just well done. And the music, obviously stunning cinematography, visual effects, all that stuff. I really loved. Yeah. I also, I did like the, uh, the Imperial guy that they added that actor. I don't know his name. I don't know what else he's been in. I feel like I've seen him somewhere else, but he was really, really good. And Gorn I really or the, uh, the, no, the fat guy. guy. Yeah. The yeah, fat guy. Yeah. I really liked that actor. I thought he was awesome. And I, he, I don't know. I just I thought he suited the Imperial vibe super well. So I liked his addition a lot. And like, again, like the sets and the cinematography specifically, you know how in um, in Kenobi where Obi-Wan's on like that planet with all the refugees and it like it's very brown and then Reva comes up to the door and she's talking to Kenobi. Yeah. Like one thing that really bothered me about like those episodes on that planet is that it felt like they were on a set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I felt like if you, like, you, it just did not feel like you were there. It didn't feel real. It didn't feel grounded. Like, it felt like they were standing in front of, like, that new technology with that screen going all the way around. And that really bothered me because it came off super fan filmy to me personally. I think we talked about this, too, when that episode came out. But I noticed, like, with Andor, like, these sets feel so believable that you feel like you're there when they first kidnap the family when they break in, like, you know, that little area that they're in when they first grab the family. Yeah. Right. And they take over and then they are about to have that shootout. And then Cinta or whatever that yeah. girl's name comes down and she shoots the guy. That felt so believable to me. Like, I felt like I was like in the movie theater watching a, a brand new movie premiere. And I was like, this is exactly the kind of attention to detail that Kenobi needed. But for some reason, they didn't give. Yeah. And, and so it's like with every episode that we watch of Andor, I slowly become more and more annoyed at the production quality of Kenobi. Yeah, and I, I honestly think that that's the show's strongest suit right now is that the production quality is just like off the charts good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And like there's there's uh, that valley area is really cool. The sweeping landscape shots. We've talked about this. The Imperial base looks really cool. Well done. There's a couple moments that are like pretty CG esque, like when the TIE fighters are flying, but like I don't I don't care. Yeah. I don't, it looks so cool. And like the costume design is really good. Um, it just fits the way it's shot, like the overcast days. It's just, it feels like you're on this desolate planet. So, uh, yeah, so the gang finally they carry out their, start carrying out their, their heists, and these villagers come. I forget what their names are. The, um, Dothraki, what are they? Called? Al Alkani or something. I don't yeah. know. It starts with an A, I think. I'll I can't remember. The, I'll, I'll call them the Dothrakians, so we can use some Game of Thrones inspiration here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my reaction video. That leader of them, 
looks exactly like Brian Cranston. I, and I don't know if anyone else picked up on this. <laughs> what but is I need that? To... <laughs> that guy, I legitimately thought that it was Brian Cranston. Oh my god, he does. <laughs> it's so funny. He uh, totally also, does. So they, they offer them like a gift or whatever. Like the Imperials offer him a gift. He throws away some stinky animal skin or something because <laughs> he's mad. Yeah, oh, it's the Aldani. Aldani. Dothraki, Aldani, whatever. Same thing. Uh, and <laughs> Brian uh, they're doing, they're doing, yeah, Brian Cranston. They're doing their little, you know, celebration thing. We can, we can flip a picture of him on here. Uh, sure. Later, but um, really cool costumes with them. That's what I was going to say. It just feels unique. Like this is one of the elements of the show that I like. It feels like a, like some fresh additions to star Wars and stuff like that in their language. And you know, the, the type of people they are and, it just makes you feel more immersed on this planet. And there's this event that happens once every, what is it? Seven years or something. The eye yeah. and like just the lore behind that I thought was set up. Um, pretty cool. We get the guys with those stupid helmets, <laughs> the stupid long, like in the back helmets. Mm-hmm. So like elements like that, I was just, I thought were, I thought were well done. And like you said, it's just, it immerses you when they're, when you're in these different locations. And then obviously we get to the, actual initiation of like the 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 heist when I, I forget the main chick's name who i i don't love to be honest uh what's her no, name the she's, blonde chick she's suffering from that that bl- vel is something it like is that, it vel yeah. it i think it's vel but i think she's suffering from something i really hate in media which is i'm a woman who acts like a man yeah <laughs> And I do not like those types of characters, women who act like men and not acting like women. And I just feel like she's like, I'm the quiet badass and I'm badass and I'm going to go do badass things. And don't you cross me. It's just like, okay, you're not interesting. Yeah. So and that's just just my opinion. It also doesn't come off as authentic. I think that's the other thing. It doesn't come off as authentic to her character and and the way her character is written. So I'm just I'm not fully invested in her yet. It's just she kind of rubs me the wrong way. Maybe maybe for that reason. But um. When they when she's like hesitating to jump, I thought was like a big moment of the episode when they're on that bridge, you know, and they, mm-hmm. had, they had hijacked the comms and then they jump off. And it's like that was super tense from that moment all the way to the end of the episode, which is a hard thing to do to get that feeling throughout an entire episode. So I was impressed with that. Yeah. Yeah. The the little the little moments, the attention to detail in those those little scenes or like um Gorn when he comes into I, I keep thinking of the Gorn from Star Trek I gotta get past this but when he comes into the hangar and then they get yeah. caught by the other Imperials yeah they had Super a lot of nice moment. they had a lot of nice little moments like that sprinkled throughout the episode which I think really added up to give you this nice climax at yeah, the and, very very end yeah and then getting the team to like load up all the the credits and whatnot it's like oh they have so many they have to do mm-hmm. in this period of time the, the Gorn got shot, by the way, pretty just while we're on in, in, in this scene. He got shot sure. pretty quickly and they didn't really address it. It was just like, boom, he's dead. No, he's like, you you see him get shot out of the yeah. corner of your eye Split and second. then it's like gone. There's yeah. no pan on his body or whatever. It's just like, okay, he's dead, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I guess that's like, it's that's not a huge problem. It's just kind of like, oh, well, I guess you really didn't matter that much anyway, which is kind of going back to the effect of the characters, which is like, is it sad that they died? Yes. Do I care that much? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I yeah. think the episode gave them the amount of attention that, like, the average person <laughs> would. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I thought that was kind of a bummer. They didn't even like mention it. Like that's kind of a big sacrifice on his end to make sure that the rebel cause was. Well, I don't think I, I also got the impression that these characters don't really care about each other. I mean, Vel's like when uh, Nemec gets shot, she's like, I don't care if we should just toss him overboard. He's going to die anyway. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> and then uh, what's the other guy's name? The guy that uh, Cassian shoots in the face in the end. What's that character's uh, name? Oh, Kelso. I forget. Uh, Kelso. <laughs> we'll just call him Kelso. Don't look it up. We'll call him Kelso. So, so Kelso all of a sudden had that like morality check where he's like no we should save the kid because he's the reason that we're here but then at like the end of the episode he's like i don't care about vel we should just take the credits and run i'm like so what is it are you like do you struggle with your morality or are you just kind of like a a jackass of a guy who just doesn't care about about anybody brother with a moisture farm yeah so he lies about his brother and yet like he's like no we have to save nemec and then at the end he's like trying to convince cassian to like run away away. So, a couple things here before we get into that. That is <laughs> scene. That do you get is, what I mean, though? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I want to get into that real quick. Okay. I just want to. I don't want to skip over some some of these things. So, like, sure. their escape scene, right? <laughs> Gordon gets shot. The kid gets uh, crushed by the things. They're leaving. Super tense scene. Beautiful, stunning visuals. We get to see mm-hmm. the Tie Fighters. Like the Tie Fighters have been such a cool element of the show. By the way, like they've been so much scarier in this show than any other time we've seen them in Star Wars, in my opinion. Um, like when it's zooming across the valley two episodes ago and then this past episode they're chasing them um the sky looks gorgeous they're screaming at each other to get the navigation correctly to get out of there and they finally get out of there and then you're like oh there's only two left standing after mm-hmm. you know this whole uh, after all is said and done mm-hmm. so what an excellent excellent scene like just so tense and beautifully shot so just major props to to everyone like um who who made this episode because it all just came together really nicely and that was just such a standout mm-hmm. to me um but yeah, yeah that whole sequence this, was great and i think it reinforces get, the idea that like um of andor's fate in rogue one because everybody gets killed off essentially in this episode and i thought it harkened back to rogue one where essentially it's like they're going into that mission knowing they're going to die yeah and so i, I thought it was a nice little callback on that but i interrupted you what was your next thought sorry no, you're all good so i just wanted to get back into kind of what you were saying about the scene with Kelso when they get on this planet they're trying to save the kid <laughs> by you know Maz's brother or whoever that guy is with the orange face with four arms trying to save this kid Nemec. Nemec and that planet they're on also looks cool like I thought that was really cool they have these weird huts and it's on this creepy little like dark moon wherever they are um, reminded me of Clone Wars yeah very similar vibes to that this guy's trying to save him in the back and then Kelso and, and Andor are having this conversation, <laughs> which by the way, not a bad idea. Not a bad deal. Yeah. You, there's 80 million credits. You want to steal them and leave? Like, yeah. What else are they going to do with, with the credits? It's not, you're not putting anyone in harm's way. I don't know. I didn't think it was that crazy of an idea to get shot in the face. I mean, I, I kind of saw that coming. Like oh yeah, I, mean, I, knew, ki- I, I was like, was Cassian's I'm just saying, if we're him. coming at it from a logical perspective, taking 40 million credits and leaving, like, who are you really hurting here? Like nobody, <laughs> nobody. The whole purpose was to just steal it from the Empire to make them hurt a little bit. I mean, even if you even if you took 10 million, I'd be like, yeah, I'm taking 10 million. Bye, see you later. Like, yeah. and by the way, that would be kind of in Cassian's character. Although now all of a sudden he kind of believes in the rebel cause. Yeah, I thought that was weird because I thought Cassian was going to take that offer because I thought that seemed really in character for him. To do something I do too, like and I think because... it would have been. I think it would have been a great writing choice to be like, yeah. "Oh, this character's so conflicted." You know, yeah. we gotta we gotta see this confliction through 
all the way. Well, yeah, because especially if he takes it, then you're like, okay, he doesn't really give a crap yet about what's going on. And so it like further enforces that development he's going to have to go through to eventually make his way to Mon Mothma, because ultimately that's where he's headed. Yeah. He's going to run into Saw Gerrera, and then he'll probably run into Mon Mothma after that, and then they'll lead straight into Rogue One, is what I'm guessing is going yes. to happen. Um, what was I going to say? I had a thought. Well, oh, we here... Get... Okay, Sorry, go ahead. Well, you, no. can, you, can, you can... Well, so I was just going to say, while we're on the topic of Mon Mothma, also in this episode, we get some Senate scenes, which is like... A 20-second Senate scene, but it's still seconds, better than nothing. But hey... <laughs> That makes me happy. That's like, I think that's cool. I wish there was a little bit more of it. Give me more Coruscant. I would love to see more Coruscant in this time period. Give me something of the Emperor. Like, how does how do things work <laughs> in his galactic empire? Tease, but they kind of tease that a little bit with the, with the Senate stuff. So, like, I think that's a cool element. If you're going to do a slow-moving show, again, we talked about this last week, but if you're going to do a slow-moving show like this, make it more, like, political. I want to see the political sides of things. How are things running in the... Uh, galaxy like this is something george lucas did in episode two and three a lot of politics in there uh there's a lot of political movements which some people didn't like i like those i watch those now and i'm like this holds up this is cool it keeps the story going along it keeps me interested in the galaxy as a whole what's happening on a political level between these different factions and whatnot yeah and why are people level. losing faith in the jedi and, right you know, so like I, some, some kind of similar right? element about talking about the empire like we talked about this a couple episodes ago but i'd love to see some senators like defect or go against what the empire says and get, you know, and get shot down and just yes. show how ruthless the empire is. Like that's yeah. one thing in the show that we're missing. The whole thing is we have this rebellion, but you haven't shown us why you have the rebellion. You're just saying there's a rebellion. You're assuming we know everything, which we do know what, why, but mm-hmm. the thing that annoys me is this show should be for people who don't watch star Wars yet. And this could be a perfect opportunity to bring them in, but you haven't explained any of that stuff. You haven't explained why they're rebelling. Tell our show. Don't tell like show us why these things matter to these people so much. And I think that's a big missing element, in my opinion. It's kind of like going into a Marvel movie. Like, you can't watch any Marvel movie today without seeing every other Marvel movie. And so for, like, a regular person, quote-unquote, to go in and suddenly start, like, Thor Ragnarok, they're missing out on, like, years of history. So it makes it harder for them to enjoy because there is that element of being left out. And I do agree. I think... I think Andor's assuming a lot of things that, or yeah. he's assuming that the audience already knows all of these things, which a lot, a large majority of the audience does. But I think that there's also an opportunity to hook new people in, hence why the tone is so different, because the tone is a lot closer to like a a Game of Thrones, not like on that level, but it's like closer towards that. And a lot of people like enjoy that kind of genre that's very dark and gritty and yeah. and violent. I, I love so. that too, but that's what we're missing. We're missing violence. It doesn't need to be crazy blood and guts. It just needs to be a little bit more death and a little bit more ruthlessness from the Empire side of things. And just explaining, like, why? <laughs> why yeah. is the Empire this way? Why are the rebels so rebellious against them? You know? Um, if we talk, if we get into, and we might see this more with Sagarera because some people are like, oh, he's an extremist, which he is, right? His character right. is a bit of an extremist rebel. When I think of an extremist rebel in our world, the world that we live in, in reality. You think of people who are kind of brutal because rebels do anything for their cause. So I'd like mm-hmm. to see a little bit more of that, a little bit more ruthlessness from the rebel side, but also from the empire side so we can understand where they're coming from. And it just it adds more gravity to the situation and helps the viewer, us, 
it reminds you if you're a Star Wars fan why the Empire is evil, bad, no good, and why the rebels are fighting them. Mm-hmm. I really hope that they dig more into, ugh, and this all comes back to the amount of characters. You know, yeah. and I think that's like part of the reason why we haven't gotten that depth like you're talking about is because they have too many characters. Like they're trying to focus on that chick and that dude who are head to head in the Empire. But then they're also focusing on Cyril, who's not in the Empire. But then they're also focusing on Vel and her ragtag crew, which are not rebels, but they're rebels. And then you go back to Cassian, who's eventually going to get to the rebels, but he's not. It's just like there's too much. Yeah. I, I really think that that's taking away from my interest in the show. Because I'll, I'll be honest, like, I liked this episode. I think it was very well executed. I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. It's easily the best episode of the show. But I'm still not hooked. And I'm still not, like, emotionally invested to the point where it's like, what will happen to our heroes next week on Endor? Will they survive? And it's like, I, I'm still not quite there yet. I, I still think things could happen. But right now it's just kind of like the oomph is not quite there yet for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit on a different page than you. Like, I'm definitely very interested to see next week, and I'm, like, I'm way more invested in the show now than I was two episodes ago. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I feel like we've ramped up. Although, should it have taken six episodes to get to that point? Probably not. Um, <laughs> probably not. But uh, I'm, I'm there now. Like, I'm like, hey, I, I'm not trying to be too critical of it. Um, it does have some really awesome, interesting elements. It's just not like a standout, like The Mandalorian was a standout to me. You know, it was like everything about the show. I, I, I really, really like what they're doing with that. I do like what they're doing with Andor. I just think there's a couple crucial missing pieces. Um, and I mentioned this last week, like one of the elements is like Andor's not a he's not a standout character in and of himself. Like Rogue One was about whatever her name was. Jin Erso. Jin or so just as much as it was about Andor. Actually, it was more about Jin. So she, yeah. if, if, so she was the standout character. He was a kind of a side character in that. So you're making a spinoff of a spinoff character. So <laughs> of a side spinoff character of a side. Yeah. So like, so there's, it's just, I guess maybe that's what it is too. Like there's no glue behind it. Like, and I don't say I don't like him. I think he's like really good in this show. Like uh, Diego Luna's awesome. He's um, a fantastic actor, but I think it's just, this character is relatively new and it's just, it's not carrying the show as much as it could, but that's changing. Like I, 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 I'm very interested to see what he does next week. Like what, what's this next arc going to look like? So um, can I, can I segue then into the next point? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, the, the viewership ratings just came out for Andor and they're the lowest out of all the star Wars series. Um, really? yeah. If you look up Andor viewership, cause I saw it earlier, because I had just looked up something regarding episode six, but if you type in Andor viewership, it's like the lowest of all the Star Wars shows so far. All right, let's see. Yeah, it says new data. New data reveals Andor's audience struggles versus The Mandalorian and other Star Wars projects. Uh, I mean, even wow, The Mandalorian crushes, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, even way bigger than Kenobi, which is... That's crazy. But yeah, Andor's way, way, way lower. Dang. Yeah, it says, First Andor audience demand numbers show significant decline from previous Star Wars projects. Well, it's, and I think this is one of the things Disney's in, in trouble with. They do this with those Marvel shows where they have a spin-off show of a spin-off character of a spin-off TV series thing, and you're like... 
they go, well, oh my god, this didn't get any views. Why? You're, like, you're doing. <laughs> you have to watch all the Marvel movies to even understand who this character is and why they're relevant. Like it's yep. And it's kind of the same issue with Andor that you're not. There isn't a hook. That's my whole point. Is like there's not a hook if you haven't watched Star Wars before. There's no hook to watch the show and go, hey, I'm gonna try this out. This looks really interesting. It appeals to me. And after watching the show, I understand why because obviously I get it. I know what's going on. But to like, if I was to show Beth, yeah, I was like, I use Beth she, as I don't an think example. She, I don't think she would like the show. And I've had friends who asked me. Like, I have a friend who lives in England who was like, hey, should I try watching this show? And I was like. Because he's not like a gung host. He likes Star Wars a lot, but he's not like super, super into it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, I was like, to be honest, I find it interesting. It's a little bit slower moving. Um, I was like, it's a little harder to get into, but I think it's worth giving a shot. Like, there's there's a couple good episodes in there. And he texted me later and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm having, I'm just having trouble getting into it, which I don't blame him for. Like, we don't have something that glues people in. Like, even with Mandalorian, you have Baby Yoda. Like is that, that would you say that that was the reason Beth got into it? Into b- 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 Mandalorian, yes, hundred percent. And also, it's just it's interesting. Like the, it's a bit more cookie cutter, which can be a bad thing. The way they write the stories is it's just very very digestible. But also, Baby Yoda is a huge. That's a huge part of it. With Boba Fett, you're dealing with an iconic character. Obi Wan Kenobi, you're dealing with an iconic character. I'm not saying you necessarily need an iconic character for this. It's just a little – you need something with a little bit more draw to it, even if it's something like more Stormtroopers. Give us yeah. a, a – like Tarkin or Thrawn or like show us more of the Emperor. Give us more of a hook to watch than just like, hey, here's the rebel cause without showing us why the rebels are rebelling. Like they haven't done that. You know, Bad Batch does that really well in its first season, I think, because in the first episode of Bad Batch, they are sent to kill – Saw Gerrera and his group of rebels and Tarkin is the guy that they're working for. Right. And so it does kind of have that interest where it kind of grips you in because the whole premise of the Bad Batch is like, excuse me, trying these clones who are now obsolete are trying to make their way in a new empire that they don't agree with. Oh, and one of their own agrees with the empire and has gone off with that. And you have these these characters in there that add more weight and make it interesting for the previous Star Wars Star Wars fans. But as far as new fans go, it's just like again, it's so hard because Baby Yoda <laughs> Baby Yoda just like it's just like, oh look, it's so cute, it's so little. Yeah. Like, you wanna wrap him up in a ball and oh it's the dad son yeah. relationship. Whereas like Andor Star Wars has not primarily been known for grittiness and darkness like like it has dark elements in it but it hasn't really been known to have like a tone like how andor has and i think that is turning a lot of people off yeah i mean and this is this has been my critique like if you're if you're gonna do something gritty and dark i'm in you got me in but you have to be gritty and dark if that's what you're gonna do the way this is shot the tone of it the music um the the content of what they're trying to achieve like they even talk about it like oh He used to be a stormtrooper. Like his brother got killed. Blah blah blah. Like all these backstories to people. G- Gorn had his 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 fiance was killed or whatever. Okay, you can tell me that, but like that doesn't make it gritty. You know what I mean? And so like if you are trying to do more of a Game of Thrones political thing, which is it seems like that's kind of the direction they're going is slower moving. Again, I'm fine with that. In fact, I love that idea. And they're close. I you just you have to you have to make it more impactful uh in the in the violence and in the 
the politics behind it. That's all. It's just it's it's close though, and I'm I don't want to be too critical of it either because like this is the first season, so sure. Um, first seasons of TV shows can always are always going to be a little clunky. Um, even though there's probably only going to be two seasons, I would probably guess that the second season will be better than the first. But that's not to say I'm not enjoying it. I'm still like after this episode, I'm like, all right, great. I'm I'm in now. Like I wish this would have been. <laughs> Three episodes ago, but I'm I'm still like great. Let's uh let's so, let's see where this goes. To, uh, do do you think you'd be more invested if it was focused in on somebody like uh, Saw Gerrera? Uh yeah, yeah. Like, he's a, like I mean, what if he's what if it in, was like, about what if it was about how he became an extremist? Do you think you'd be more interested? Yeah, probably. Like what's that episode with Saw Gerrera and Clone Wars where the clones kill those the villagers and stuff? Or is that Bad Batch? Where they kill the people on that planet innocently. Oh, and then... bad. I think that, like, when Crosshair comes in and shoots the lady in the face. Maybe that's oh. it. Yeah. Yeah. And Saw Gerrera's comes in and, like, he's super pissed about something. Or maybe yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking Because there are two different things that I'm thinking about is uh, there's the Clone Wars arc where we meet Saw Gerrera and his sister Stila. And Ahsoka's with them and she's, like, training them how to defend themselves against the separatists and then there's the bad batch first episode or no excuse me that's probably like a few episodes later where it's after crosshair joins the empire he goes to the planet and he basically kills all of saw's people essentially yeah that can by the way that was pretty dark exactly so like disney's capable of doing that like i know that it's bad batch is lower stakes but I, that's my whole point. You have to take risks in television to have good TV shows. No, you're not going to please everyone. Stop trying to please the lowest common denominator with your TV shows. That's what they did with Obi-Wan in a lot of mm-hmm. regards. And it hurt them very badly. That's what they did with Book of Boba Fett. You're, and that's what they do with Mandalorian. I'm not going to lie. Mandalorian, you could show it. To, it's it's a kid's show, right? <laughs> but like you need to – if you're going to make it a dark and gritty show, make it a dark and gritty show and have elements like that, like of Crosshair killing those people. Like have stuff like that. <laughs> Give it more stakes. And that, that's just the common theme uh, with this for me. Right. But, I think I think I think at this point we're basically going round and round in circles and coming back to the same conclusion, which is just kind of like the stakes, the characters. There's too many characters having the weight, the backbone of the show. It's just. I I can't see this being my favorite show. I'm I'm not crazy impressed with this show, but I also just don't think tonally it's fits with what I would normally watch and I'm perfectly fine with that it's just like I'm not as like oh my god this is amazing this is so good this is the best Star Wars ever like I don't I don't think that <laughs> but no, it, again it's, good. it's, it's, good. it's, it's, it's fine it's good good I'm not fine great saying that like uh, but I'm still enjoying it I'm still I'm definitely gonna watch it through the end I just don't know how memorable it will be at the end of the day yeah so we'll see um, so can I ask you a random question that has nothing to do with anything sure do you think Vel is Luthen's daughter Sure, why not? <laughs> because I, I saw this going around the be, other day. It'd be pretty brutal if he was just willing to let his daughter go on a super <laughs> dangerous mission like that. He so. does not seem like the guy who gives a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. but I was, uh, I saw a fan theory going around on Reddit the other day, and it was like, do you guys think that Vel is Luthen's daughter? Because I don't know, like the way he was talking to her in that one scene before the heist, that seemed very like parent to child. Yeah, that's um, actually that's, a good point. That could that could totally be possible. 
Um, but that was just something that was running through my mind. It has nothing to do with anything, but I thought it was an interesting theory at most. I think honestly, like the biggest, the best thing about this episode is it can stand alone as its own thing. You could take a couple scenes and cut them together from the previous two episodes and put them mm-hmm. in this, and it's an excellent, awesome thing standing alone. This episode is it's it's an awesome like short, you know. It's an it's just um, a really good episode of TV. Yeah, super super good. So I don't want anything that I've said like critically to overshadow that. Like I I really really like this episode. It's like. I don't know, in the eights for me. It's probably like a 8.3-ish. It's easily the best of the season so far, and even further to that, it's just it's just good TV. Yeah. You know, it, it kept you interested. It kept you hooked. It, the special effects were great. The special effects team crushed it. The sets, the costumes, all of that was definitely on point. So, like, yes, this episode deserves praise, and rightfully so. You can definitely tell that a lot of love and effort went into it. And um, we get uh, we get Tales of the Jedi next week, dude. Oh, we do. Wow. Yeah, that's in nine days, I think. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, isn't that's, that great? Uh, gonna be more more stuff for us to break down. They're shorts, and I think the the times for those episodes just came out today, and I think it's like twenty minutes, seventeen minutes, fifteen minutes, ten minutes. They're super short. Yeah, they're very, very short, but like all together, they make like an hour. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I'm extremely excited about those because Star Wars animation is like my favorite part of Star Wars. And I'm so excited to see what they do with Dooku and how they address Ahsoka's story after Order 66. I'm so excited to see that. But I'm most looking forward to that. <laughs> and I think yeah. um, I think they're releasing all at once. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, then I guess everyone watching, stay tuned for that. We'll do reaction videos for those. And hopefully your your computer doesn't shit the bed again. <laughs> it was it, it wasn't my computer. It was OBS. OBS just gave up. And then I saw like after it crashed, it was like, you need to update. So I will get on that. And hopefully that doesn't happen again, because that would be awful because I love Star Wars animation. And I'd like to share my reactions to that because I, I have never I do not get more hyped than when I'm watching Star Wars animation, except maybe when Ahsoka and Luke were in the same scene in the Mandalorian because I could not that was that whole episode was like candy for the Star Wars fan it was so so good which was ironic because it was in a Book of Boba Fett episode pretty hype that's probably the biggest reactions on this channel that we've done yeah I mean look overall ending on a positive note before we get going spectacular uh visual effects the eye was amazing the tension throughout the episode spectacular this episode stands alone it's obviously the standout good to see the senate again some good symbolism in this episode too which i don't think i really mentioned but like good symbolism with the fat cat uh empire the guy can't put on his belt it's symbolizing how lazy and fat like the the empires um have become Mm -hmm. characters dying a lot of curveballs so like overall fantastic episode i'm looking forward to seeing next week to see how they they progress with this show and I'm, 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 I'm still, I know you don't love the tone as much, but I love the tone of this show, the way it's shot. And I'm excited. To, I'm, I'm hoping they bring similar elements to other star Wars shows in the future, especially with the set design going all out. For, I for would just like shows. to see, I would like to see the production design attention to detail be extended to all these shows instead of exclusive projects, because that really just feels lazy and it's very frustrating when you want to see something done very well and you know that it is capable of being done really well 
but when you're like choosing not to do it really well, it's really, really, really frustrating because you see how yeah. great something can be. Yeah. So yeah. And, and also, I, if if anyone from the show is watching, I know I mentioned a, a comment about like, you know, we need more violence and stuff like that. We're starting to get it. I also want to say I am happy. Like Cassian has been kind of brutal in a couple of these episodes, like shooting dudes in the face. Just I want more of that. Like, I love that stuff. Um, give me more stuff like that. You know, I'll be a happy fat cat. <laughs> a happy fat cat. Yeah. Uh, uh, just to give my brief summation of the episode, I, I agree with you. I thought the special effects were spectacular. I thought the music sounded the best in this episode. I thought the cinematography was absolutely incredible. I thought that just as a general story, it was extremely well done. And overall, it's just I, I just really enjoyed it as an episode of television. And I know I keep saying that, but like it was just yeah. a really fun episode of TV to enjoy. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I'm not loving it, but I'm not yeah. hating it either. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride and whether or not it ends up being my favorite project or not, I don't care. I just get to consume Star Wars. So yeah, for sure. I'm the same way. Well said. We didn't get to any viewer thoughts or anything. We should probably put that up for next week so we can talk to the fans about how they feel about this so far. In the meantime, go to our uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at star underscore wars underscore pod. Uh, subscribe below to our YouTube channel so you can see us when we do these breakdown videos and do our reactions as well. Um, you can listen anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor Breaker, any of those places. You can watch us on Spotify now. So if you don't want to watch us on YouTube, you can watch us on Spotify, leave us a review on Apple, all that good fun stuff. And we'll um we'll talk to you guys next time. What do you guys think? Comment below on what you guys think. Melissa and I tend to be critical, but it doesn't mean that we we hate the show. We just like talking no. about what we what we can what we think could be done better because we're both creative people. So what do you guys think could be better about the show? I've heard a lot of praise. I haven't heard as much criticism from, from other yeah. people. I think that's the other reason why I'm inserting myself into critical aspects is like there it's it's uh, it's good not great and here here are the ideas that i have that could make it great um so let us know what you guys think how, how, how do you think the show could be better what are the elements that you guys like leave us a comment below and we'll talk about it uh next time on our show healthy discussion it is healthy very discussion. important let's yeah. have a discussion guys keep it civil <laughs> yes. but as always guys may the force be with you and we will see you in the next episode see you guys later